Good morning, good morning, and welcome to the Back Poach Conjo. Oh, my goodness. Grab a seat, get you some tea, some sweet tea, some hot tea, some coffee, and get you a drink. It's 3 o'clock somewhere. And just come on and sit down. Grab a blanket, grab a chair, just sit down. You know, this morning, I was up. I was up early. 
And I was, I, I was going to go guns a blazing and do this podcast. My mother used to always say, if uh, you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans, right? Because, <laughs> you know, you got a plan and God got a plan. And um, I was like, you know, ready to talk about so many things that's been going on on social media and, you know, amongst people and just a back and forth. But then that didn't take place. Then I was ready to just talk about, you know, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, some other stuff that really didn't make sense. And that wasn't the plan either. So I got up. And just for the record, I'm Ifa Bayo. Welcome to the Back Porch Conjure. And um, what you heard was the whispers. It just gets better with time. Because it does. <laughs> so I got up around about 6 a.m. Normal time. And I looked on Instagram. And I saw this video. And I, was, I became so emotional. I became so emotional, like I wanted to cry. So let me explain, because I posted the video, and in it, it has E.T. Taylor, the hip-hop preacher, and Tabitha Brown, and Tabitha Brown's husband. So let me explain why I became so emotional. Now, you may see the video. Right. Let me just put this disclaimer and you may not feel nothing. You may see this video and might get a whole new different message. That's great. Excuse me. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I don't need you to think like me. I want you to bring your authentic self to this table, to this back, to this backyard. I want you to be you. I don't need you to be me. I don't want you to think the way I think. I don't build fences to block people out. I build longer tables. So everyone can sit down. I don't want to ever exclude anyone. Now, if you are, let me put it out because somebody posted on my page, you know, except for child rapists. I'm not talking about them. I'm not talking about the rapists, the frauds, the fakes and the phonies. I'm not talking about them. They need help. They need healing. I'm not talking about the bigots, the bullies. No, they need help. They need healing. And some some things that people are going through are above my pay grade. They need psychiatric help. They need some of them need to be in a beautiful jacket with a lot of buckles and some medicine. But they need to get help from whatever's ailing or hurting or traumatize them or make them triggered. They need help. I'm not worried about them. And there's a space for them once they received help. There's a space. See? So, I'm not talking about that right now. I'm talking about people that if you don't agree with what I say, you are not my enemy. If you don't agree with what I believe in, I'm not going to cancel you. If you don't see the same color that I do, that does not make you my foe. Does it? It allows me to see the lens through another eye. And it does not cancel out the work 
or the spiritual community that you are a part of doesn't cancel you out. So I was going to speak about that and go into detail, but that wasn't it. So E.T. Taylor, the hip hop preacher, he talks about, you know, all the stuff he went through because, you know, when you are building your business or building a brand or you're trying to help and uplift the community, oh, you get railroaded. You get talked about, you get led astray, you get run amok, you get all that. You go through every emotion when you are doing stuff like that. People always say, oh, I want to help. I want to help people, but I don't like people. So how the fuck you going to help them? Who you helping? The couch? But that's not it. You got to go through the bumps and bruises. And it's usually the very people that you help be the ones that are drag you. But yeah, but you can't give up. You can't stop. You can't just throw in the towel. It doesn't work that way. You got to keep going, keep pushing, keep climbing. And the reason why I became so inspired by E.T. Taylor is because one day he had did a, a video. And he was motivating. And he said, I wanted this as much as I wanted breathing. Not I wanted to breathe. No, it's breathing. It's air. I, I want this so bad. Like, I Breathing. And I said, yo, I felt that. And he talks about his, his, his journey, how he was homeless. He went back to school. You know what I'm saying? He keep it real. Keep it real. I love this man. I never met him. I don't know none of these people. I just follow him. And Tabitha Brown, she is the food guru, she's the motivation, she's your auntie, she's that one to be like, baby, uh-uh, don't worry about that, let's go, we got other things to do, stop worrying about those people, they need healing, and that's it, like, so Wendy Williams had, um, and she's a talk show host, Wendy Williams had did, for one reason, out of the blue, talked about Tabitha Brown, and Tabitha Brown's husband, and Tabitha Brown replied, not with fuck your mama and you a hoe and start digging up her background. She didn't do none of that. None of that. She told her the truth. And she said, I wish the same for you. I wish healing on you. She didn't sit there and tell her that she's canceled, that she won't watch her. She won't follow her. She's going to cancel her. She didn't do none of that. She said, I wish healing on you. That's what she said. And she went in. The read of a lifetime, which was beautiful. She didn't curse, didn't call her names, didn't do none of that. She said, let me uh, tell you, you know, as per my email, like, boo, let me, let, me, let me scoop you on something. Because you over here in my backyard, and I don't even know you. I didn't even send for you. You wasn't even invited in my picnic. Or, or my barbecue. I, I didn't even. I'm a vegan. You eat meat. Like we don't even run in the same circles. Why are you bothering me? And I'm over here like that. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm over here touching lives and, and doing that. You over there doing your stuff. Our circles don't even run together. Why are you over here? Why? Who brought you here? Who? What? What? Did you pick a name out the hat and just say, hey, I'm going to bother you today? So, but Tabitha Brown handled it very gracefully. She was definitely an example of, right? And um, so she, Wendy Williams took it upon herself to speak about her husband. 
Now, I know some stay-at-home husbands, not because they are bums or they, because it's so cool for a woman to do it. It's, it's bad for a man. Like, whatever his reason. Then come to find out he was retired. Okay. So, he might have been going through something. Who's to say? That, that's not here nor there. But every day, he would watch or see E.T. Taylor. And he was inspired by him, his words and everything. Now, here it is, your spouse, your partner is sitting here watching you watch this person to motivate you and put a sparkle in your eye. You found something that is great. I'm not going to go in and just intrude and tell you, no, 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 you can't watch that. Or what are you doing? That's your time. That's your space. That's your healing. That's your moment. That's what's going to uplift you. But I'm seeing that. And how can I make all of what you want into reality? How me being your partner, how can I make that? So Tabitha Brown and him had an event. I'm not sure if it was their anniversary or whatever. It was an event. And she gave him the gift that will re forever remain in his heart, his mind, his soul. She had E.T. Taylor come there in person and speak life into him and his friends, the brothers. Now, mind you, unbeknownst to me, oh, yesterday I was you know, talking about promoting black men, men, you know, not even a color thing, just men, like, you know, putting love back in our men and saying, man, I, I salute you. We need you. We support you. I didn't know that Tabitha Brown was having a whole thing for her man and his friends. Didn't even know that. See, <laughs> so that was, that was definitely even making it more emotional. So when E.T. Taylor walked out, there was a part where her husband said, oh my God, you don't understand. I listen to you all the time. You got me through some very dark days. What? I sat there and I was so emotional that I was like, what the, I, what? I was ready to cry. I had to watch it two or three times. We get into this, Frames sometimes where we want to just throw in the towel and go sell tomatoes on the side of a goddamn road. We get so discouraged. We have, sometimes we have people around us that instead of uplifting us, they bring us down. We, you know, sometimes we become our own worst enemy as well. We, we allow those negative voices to take root in our head. And, you know, we can fall into depression and just settle. And, and allow fear of success, because that's real, to knock us off the very journey that we set out on. And it might have been that. Who's to say what Tabitha Brown saw? But she said, hey, his, his journey is much greater than him, me, or anybody else know of. So let me, let me give him some tools out my bag so he can further. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. He um he walked out, man, and it was just so emotional. I had to put that part up because it was. It was emotional. It was great. So then for out of the blue, I thought about Barry. God bless the dead. Barry passed away. Barry was this big dude. Big dude, big black dude. You'll sit in the street, you'll 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 be scared. 
but he was the gentle giant. And whenever I hustled, Barry would invite me to his house, you know, not on no sex thing, just to relax, you know, fill my energy up. And he always feed me and stuff, and we'd talk and watch movies. I never forget, I hung in his house and I saw that movie, Some Kind of Wonderful. And um, it was really cool. It was cool. He was a great friend. Um, but this is not um, what uh, what I was um, talking about. What I'm talking about is how Barry, just like Tabitha Brown's husband, was... Um, so I'm sorry. Uh, people want to write me and it's just so annoying. All right. We'll call later. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Please uh, apologize. Um, anyway, so Barry, please forgive me. Barry, um, was this big dude and during the day, right? Or in the evening more so in the evening, Barry would, you know, hustle in the street in the evening. And you know how we'd be around our day ones, our people, or whatever. But Barry wasn't that type of guy. That's why people couldn't really understand him. One, he kept his moves silent, you know. But during the day, Barry went to school. Barry was in school for nursing. Big black dude, big, like a football player. But he went to school for nursing. And people would gig on him. But he didn't care. And Barry had a whole different set of friends all over. Barry knew people from Russia. Barry knew people from all over. And he would come home, right, after doing what he had to do during the day, evening, change his clothes, be out in the street hustling. Bow. Next morning, get up. And I used to just sit there and be like, dude, how you do this? <laughs> like, you know, but he didn't even tell, like, nobody his plans. But he had that few set of people that would inspire, uplift, they would do that for each other. And once a month, they would meet up and they'll bring food and they'll party and celebrate each other's accomplishments, all of that. But they kept that circle tight, right? That's why I always say Barry reminded me of T'Challa or the guy that did the Black Panther. Nobody knew he was sick. Nobody knew. He just went out, executed. He had his people around him. They did what they had to do. He, you know, uplifted those people that was with him. And that's it. It wasn't about me broadcasting, telling those people that were around him, uplifted, inspired, encouraged, helped each other, and they moved on. Like, you know, we'll meet up once a month and we'll celebrate. It wasn't no, yo, let me tell you what Barry doing. Yo, all of them kept a tight lip. Like, they all was a well-oiled machine. But they encouraged each other. They, they came and brought their resources and they pulled each other up. Amazing. And when I saw that, that's rare for black men to do, but that's rare. And E.T. Taylor and them do the same thing. He got his crew and they uplift, inspire, motivate each other. You don't hear them sitting there talking about each other's business and the move and how much or whatever. They're not doing that. They see whatever resources they need. They're quiet. They bring it back to the table and they do what they need to do. That's it. So that's how Barry and him, and I'm talking about this is over 30 something years ago. So Barry finished, right? Never forget, he started working in a hospital. First time I saw him, he was at Jamaica Hospital in Queens. Then he went to New York Hospital. 
And he worked in the ER all over. Like he was, he was flexible. His friends range from all kinds, all ethnic backgrounds, not just his day one, like all ethnic. He was, he was everywhere. So then one day, Barry came and said, you know, they had, back then, a few years ago, right, they had did the buyout. Yeah, because I was still living in New York. So it was over 20-something years ago. They did the buyout, and it was for people that want to retire early. They give them a lump sum, and, you know, and they buy them out, right? Barry took that. Now, mind you, he was working at the hospital for 20-something years, so he took that. And he went to his friends, and he told them, yo, I want to cut hair. And nobody said, yo, that's stupid or that's dumb or whatever. It was like, okay, how can we help? And Barry became a master barber. And from his connections, he was, you know, cutting hair at different places. And then one day he was like, nah, I'm going to do this on my own. Right? And in the process of wanting to do a mobile barber shop, get an old truck, gut it out, fix it, and go like to see your citizens and things like that, as well as people in neighborhoods. And I was like, yo, that's hot. Nobody ever did that. And, but he didn't want to do it in New York. I said, that's hot. But in the process, he took his living room and turned it into a barbershop. And he only had exclusive clients. So now when you put exclusive on there, you're going to pay a pretty penny, but you're going to get excellent service. And he did. He had his living room made like a, a barbershop, but it had like the punching bag and video game. He had the music and, you know, you had some people that was hating that would report him, but he had all his paperwork together so they couldn't stop him. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes you have that. People want to report you and go get up in your business and stuff instead of congratulating you. They want to stop you because they didn't come with that idea. But he, he held his composure. He made sure all his T's was crossed and his eyes was dotted. So they couldn't do anything. So <clears throat> Barry did that. And his people still, once a month after all those years, they would come, bring dishes, they'll go party and have fun and celebrate each other's accomplishments. I always thought that was amazing. Now, I appreciate it now. Why? Because when I was younger, I didn't see that. I didn't see the lesson or the the wisdom that he was sharing with me. I didn't see that. I saw, why you always got to go there? Why you always, there? you know, the broken, immature female that only saw selling drugs was it. I'm going to sell drugs and be like... You know, Scarface and shoot my way into blades and glory and that's it. That's all I saw, you know. So, yeah, back then I was ignorant, immature, whatever you want to call it. But I'm happy because, see, when you know better, you do better. Look at that. Um, but knowing Barry, he might have had some dark days. Even his boys might have had some dark days. But they inspired and they encouraged. They uplifted each other. They didn't sit and talk about each other. You did not hear, yo, and, and mind you, Barry was a gambler too. Oh, my goodness. He, he would gamble. 30, 50 thou. They was gambling. Right? So you already know what kind of bracket he was in. <clears throat> and Barry did all of that. The sad part is I never had a chance to say goodbye because Barry died, you know. But did he live out his destiny the best way he could? Is his friends still around doing what they do? Yes, they are. Did T'Challa, the Black Panther, did his crew stop? Nope. They still go forward. They still go forward. You know? But you mourn and you, you, you still go on with the plan. 
So, when I saw this video, and mind you, I don't know these people personally. I, Barry, I know. I don't know these people personally. And when he said, you don't know, you got me through dark days. Man, do you know how many people that inspire me? People that are just regular people, and they inspire me. Their words, the posts that they put on their page, the calls, the texts, when we have conversations, they inspire me, right? And here it is, E.T. Taylor and maybe a few others inspired him through his days of. Because we all, as Steve Harvey say, have that turn back moment. That moment that you might want to say, fuck this, I can't do it no more. But then it's something in you. I don't know about y'all, but there's this fight in me. And when E.T. Taylor said, I want it more than breathing, I know how that feels. I want this more than breathing. I want to continue. I don't want to give up. I don't know how to give up. I don't know how to fold. You know? So it was very beautiful. It was very touching. It was... You know, and you may you may get something else out of it. But what I got, because I follow them and I hear their story. And even, you know, it taught me so much, just that little video. And it confirmed so many things. And it gave me, to, for me to remember. Where I once saw someone say, you know, if you, your status in life, if you're not doing good, you can't tell me how to be great. And I'm like, what? I said, wow, that's messed up. You know, because Copper John was homeless. Copper John was homeless. And fucking professors sat at this man's feet. Not because of his status in life, but the way he lived his life and the way he carried himself. I know a homeboy now that people didn't know he was homeless. Sleeping on the trains. Now he has a shop in Brooklyn. And he gets paid. He gets paid. I can't judge anyone by their status. And where they are in life now. I tell everyone. You know, in my, in my spiritual house. I was known as the bum. The underdog. The one that, um, you know, oh, she's not going to be nothing. Except for my godfather, Ibae. He used to always say, yo, D. Don't worry about it. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You're going to. People going to come to you. These same people that's looking at you and looking at you like a bum, they going to come to you. He said, watch. Just don't stop. I said, okay. He said, I'm telling you, don't stop. Don't stop. He said, I'm telling you, don't quit. Those same people. Hey, can you teach me how to read cards? Hey, can you teach me this? Hey. Hey. That's why I don't, I don't judge people on their status. Because today you're the underdog. Tomorrow you may be the millionaire. I don't, I don't judge no one on their status. Everyone has a part to play. Everyone. I know crackheads that bead work is amazing. I know dope fiends that are intelligent. Why? Because they already went through those things. I speak about Roy, Uncle Ruckus. I speak about Copper John. I speak about uh, the, the chick that was my god sister. You know, when I was at my other house, I speak about so many people. Frost, I speak about so many people. Are these people billionaires or anything? No. But they allowed 
me to be a part of their journey and share their words of wisdom where I know the things to avoid. And I said, yo, somebody told me that. Yo, that's hot. Told you about Poochie, all of them. And then, mind you, Poochie's on TikTok, and it's so amazing. I'm so grateful. But these people, TC, Tough Cookie, Nene, like, I, I've always believed you should always branch out. I got spiritual friends, wild spiritual community, they just run around in a circle. No, I got other friends, Russians, all over, all ethnics. I, I, I speak to everybody, everybody. Hey, how you doing? Hey, hi. I'm just not going to set myself around this group of people and choke my own self. No. And guess what? Those people will be somewhere and say, hey, Andrea, she travels all over the world. She's a traveling nurse. Andrea will say, hey, y'all should check out my friend Ifa Bayo. Here, watch her video. You have people that will talk about you in places and rooms that your feet and your, you will, your eyes will never even see or look upon or go in. But they go in there and they talk to people and that's how you live on. When you have genuine love and you help and encourage and promote and uplift people. That's how that is. And that's what E.T. Taylor is doing to motivate you, to show you. Yo, you can do this. You don't have to worry about if you slept on someone's couch. He was homeless, sleeping in an abandoned building. I definitely was sleeping in an abandoned apartment. Gales in South Jamaica. 01 and 159. Yes. That does not dictate because I was homeless. But guess what? I paid for everything except for my crowning. My sister and my other god sister did that. So... <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm not going to judge you based on where you are now. That is, that, that's horrifying. Horrifying. I've seen where crackheads and dope fiends, and you'll see them in a year, be like, yo, what happened? Yo, you look amazing. Yeah. I can't block God's gift. Can't block a blessing. Can't block that. You know? But I just don't hang with just one. I love people that do gardening, do home repair, that's cooking, that loves to travel. Like, I'm around so many different people. So, I'm not just going to stifle myself to hang around a certain... No, no. So, back to Barry. Barry's day ones was a small, selected group. And they encouraged and uplifted. And they did what they set out to do. They didn't sit and gossip about one another. They didn't sit there and dog each other out. Nah. They inspired, uplifted. They motivated, encouraged, all of that. All of that. They did. And they, whatever, sons, nephews, all of that, they made sure they passed it on. That was amazing to me. So when I saw with Tabitha Brown, her husband, E.T. Taylor, that video, I posted it on my Instagram page as well as my Facebook. It was, it, it just, it brought back so much, you know? And it, I was like, Barry, wow. I, I remember that. Like, wow. You know, we, we get so downtrodden. We get so overwhelmed. We get so... 
you know, we, we have this fear of, of success, not even fear of failure, fear of success, that we sabotage sometimes our own stuff. And it also coincides with the company you keep. Here it is, this brother and his friends, because E.T. Taylor, you see him, all the brothers sitting in the front. You also have to watch the company you keep. Are we motivating each other? Are we uplifting each other? You know, because sometimes, and it's real, sometimes the company you keep, you got to look out for their company that they keep. Now, <clears throat> I don't tell people, yo, who you can hang with. I'm not your parent. Just, I don't need to, they don't need, and first of all, I don't need to be in a conversation with them. And they don't need to know my business. When I had got my bypass, right? You know, for for my weight loss surgery. Only one knew it was me and my good girlfriend, right? And my kids. And my godfather, you know, my spiritual family. It was only once. Because, you know, I had to make sure my spirit said, yeah. I was coming out of the building, right? I had the surgery. Let's just say I had the surgery on Monday. So the following Monday, because I stayed in the hospital for a week. The following Monday... Um, I was, you know, preparing Tuesday. I came home Tuesday afternoon. I was, you know, walking to the store, a person that I don't sit and talk to a person that I don't, you know, rock with nothing. I just see him and called you. Hey, how you doing? Was like, Oh my God, what are you doing outside? You just had surgery. I said, hold on, wait. Oh no. Cause you know, we was talking about it. Wait, how is that? Oh, you know, don't be mad. She was just saying, why? I don't talk to you like that. Like, I'm that person. I was like, I don't talk to you like that. So why why would you know my business? So my friend is sitting there when I saw her. And I was like, have anybody ever came back to you and said, hey, you did this and this? She was like, no. So don't I deserve the same respect? Oh, my God, it's not that. Why? Why? Using my business so my name should not open up doors for you. That shouldn't. So now, when I see even, she's not my friend. She's someone I, hey, how you doing? And keep it moving. For real. My business should not be in the circle of your friends that I don't, I don't rock with. Why? If I'm telling you, yo, this is my next move, and I walk down the street and three people are telling me, or people are inboxing me saying, hey, I'm congratulating. How the fuck you know? Yeah. So you have to be careful of that. Because, see, all the truth come out when those people start falling out. Oh, because she said this. No, you didn't tell me when at first, so don't tell me now. I don't believe it. I'm not that person to be like, oh, you know, listen to the message. You know, kill the message and the person that came to you. I'm that, you know, no, no. So anyway, <clears throat> E.T. Taylor and them, like Barry and them, they didn't have that. What was in the group stayed solid, like T'Challa. The Black Panther. Nobody knew he had cancer. His camp was tight. Stay solid. That's rare. But it's not rare. That's what people say. Oh, my God, that's rare. That's not rare. That's when you deal with adults. That's when you deal with people <clears throat> that are on their grind. See, if an obstacle come, we're either going to knock it down, move it out the way, push it, devour it. But we're going to do it together and we're going to keep it moving. If someone says something bad about you, they're not going to be like, oh, blazing, blazing. No, 
We don't give a fuck. They they not even in our in our in our circle. Let's go. Why, why are we worrying about them? And they kept it moving. They kept it moving. They were mindful of where they was. See, they stayed they stayed focused because they had an agenda. They stayed focused. You know, I don't need to sit here and argue with people all day. For what? Because you don't believe what I believe? That's on you. It ain't got nothing to do with me. At the end of the day. But you have those people that want to stay in mess. So Tabitha Brown's husband and his crew was like, yo, we found this guy and maybe a few others. Yo, they, they talking about what we want to do. This is, this is how we want to move. And for his partner to say, I see that. How can I take the tools that I have? How can I take and build onto yours to improve? Maybe I can add a leg on the table or, you know, I want to improve so you can stand on a firm foundation. And she had E.T. Taylor come out. And I was emotional. So many conversations can take place just from watching that video. And I was like, I wonder, do people know? Do people know? Are we ready for that conversation? To say, yo, I want to pour into you and make you better. Because a rising tide lifts all boats. When you rise, I rise. We all rise together. I'm not going to get up there and just cut you off. And act like I'm better than you. Trust me. I know that feeling. I've helped a lot of people. Listen. I'm going to tell you how I got a podcast. When I started traveling. And started teaching. My son. It was my son. Said ma. I've been looking into it. You need a podcast. I said what? He said no ma. You need a podcast. He said I'm telling you. You need a podcast. I said, well, he said, Anchor. He said, I'm going to look into some, but Anchor, Anchor, you need to get on Anchor. I've, I've been looking. Okay. And one day I just said, fuck it, let me make a podcast. And I did it. I had another one, right? Good Morning Putting. That was my podcast when I started. And I was like, wow, wow. And as you progress, you will go a different route. So... Good morning, Putin. I would do it early in the morning. I would talk, greatest podcast in the city, you know, Ifabeo, all of that. But then I was like, wait, let me go with Kanja. Like, I want to do something different. The back porch. That's where, I, that's where I used to always be at when I'm down south. Sit on the back porch. And you will get the greatest stories between that or the kitchen table. Get the greatest stories. And then, you know how you... Somebody bless you, you want to bless others. Hey, you should get a podcast. 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 I don't want accolades. Trust and believe that. I want you to be consistent. You know what I'm saying? I don't want nobody to talk you out of it. I don't want you to go down the same road I went. I want you to do better. I want you to grab this mantle and keep going. Don't stop. Well... I was getting a lot of slack because people were like, oh, you shouldn't do a podcast. That's horrible. You don't know what you're talking about. You sound crazy. Oh, my God. So I stopped. And then I was like, well, you know what? I'm going to do the conjure. Okay. Oh, you know, you're a synthetic now. You can't be doing that. Conjure don't have. You're not a conjure worker no more. You're a synthetic. 
So I stopped. I became discouraged. I, you know, forget it. And then one day, uh, maybe about two weeks ago, this lady hit me up and said, is this yours? I said, yeah, yeah, I know the story. I always talk about it. And I said, well, let me get back because I did love it. And I still do. So I don't want y'all to ever, you know, stop. But you'll have people that didn't even think they could do a podcast. Now they're doing podcasts. And I'm like, great. Because that's what you do. You don't build a bigger fence. You build a longer table. But see, the one thing that I love about E.T. Taylor, that I also love about me. I don't give a flying fuck. I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep posting. I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep doing it. Now, yeah, a few times I allowed people's, you can't, you shouldn't, oh my God, you do I'm not doing that no more. I'm not. We get at that moment, like those dark days, like he told E.T. Taylor. And that's why I look at E.T. Taylor. I look at a few of them. And I'm like, <clears throat> yo, I, I see. I see where your grind will get you. I see when you put your all in. I see when you want it more than breathing. I understand that concept now. But I've poured into so many different cups that no one wanted to pour back in mine. The ones that I assumed. It was always someone that didn't, that wasn't even part of the circle, that was somewhere else that said, hey, if I be, I believe in you. Caesar Valentino, Vogue, legendary, iconic. I met him. And I would always, you know, like his stuff on his page and everything. And sometimes I would share it. And he called me one day. And he said, they're doing interviews for readers to do the, the readings on Fox 5. I added your name. What? I was so amazed. Man, you couldn't tell me nothing. What? But I wasn't ready. I didn't have enough exposure, the guy said. He said, yo, you're good, but you don't have enough exposure. You need to build up your, your, your platform. Like, people need to know you. And I'm like, okay. You know, but just to be thought or even to have the interview to be on Fox 5 was amazing. I'm always carry that under my belt. Like I would tell my, my niece, you were in Fashion Week. Your stuff was advertised in Fashion Week. Can't nobody ever take that away from you. That's your accomplishment. That's, that's something that you did. But don't stop there. Keep going. Keep going. Don't stop. Don't stop. Now, <clears throat> you also have to be mindful of... The things you do, the things you say, I understand that. But you have to also walk and stand in your truth. You can't put a mask on just so you can fit in the crowd. No, the uniqueness, your authentic self is what people look for. I don't need to be like Cleo. I don't need to be like, you know, any other psychic reader, conjure worker. No, I'm Ifa Bayo. Bobby and Billy's kid. The baby. That's who I am. And I've lived a beautiful life. And I've met some exceptional people. And not once did I ever look at their status. Because I treat the janitor and the bum just like I treat the president. My pops would give me 
to read Kipling's if great, 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 great poem, you know, um, and it, it, it teaches you to not for where you stand or where you sit at and never judge nobody. You can sit amongst kings and queens as well as paupers and knaves and still hold your title. And your gift will make room for you. And E.T. Taylor, as well as Tabitha Brown, as well as her husband, his friends, they all got a chance to witness that. Each and every one of them. Their gifts made room for them. Where they all had that connection. And now they go out and do great things. Because their gift made room for them. So it was. It was amazing. And I, I want to share that with y'all. Y'all gift will make room for y'all. You just have to believe in you. And don't allow no one to tell you no. And if you have friends that are gossipers, that are doing all that, those are your friends. God bless you. You know, I have them. I have, sometimes you need ghetto friends for ghetto shit. Listen, hey, everybody, like I said, has a seat at the table. Everyone. But you just don't stay there. Branch out. Don't allow fear. Because fear is forced energy appearing real. Don't allow that to stop you. Ever. Don't allow what people may think of you. Their opinions of you have nothing to do with you. Don't allow people to stop you. I love writing. Writing is a passion for me. Every time I try to walk away somewhere along the line, it brings me right back to finish writing. Don't allow people to stop you. Don't allow people, their judgments, whatever. Keep going. And if you have a mate, pour into that mate as that mate will pour into you. Yes, you're going to go through your trials and tribulations. What I believe in is may not what you believe in. But the first one you always have to pour into is yourself. That is fact. You're first. You know, God bless the dad. Craig, my ex-husband. I said he wanted to travel. So I stayed home. He traveled. I held the house down, all of that. And then when it was my turn, he did. He supported me. He was like, yo, come on. You can't go to sleep. Come on, come on, come on. So I understand that. But I also understand I have this concept. It doesn't have to be y'all concept. It's mine. I am not going to give you wifely love. And wifely responsibilities if there's no ring on it. Now, I know some people that say, oh, I don't believe in marriage. That's great. But I'm not, me personally, I can't speak for y'all. I am not going to pour in to someone that's not my husband. That I'm not going to do. Uh-uh, I was married twice. I don't care. I'm not. That's my concept. And if that's not for you, God bless you. Great. I, we can agree to disagree respectfully all the time. But I'm just, that's just not me. That's not me. If we're not married, I'm not pouring no greatness in you because we're going to be married. We're we going to be married. We're building and on, a, on a firm foundation. We ain't building on sand because the first time something emotional comes, that shit is going and we're not doing that. No, we leave legacies. That's what we do. But anyway, it's a great video. It's on my Instagram page and my Facebook. Um, you can go on there and see on their page the full video, and it's beautiful. 
I don't know where you may get out of it, but what I got out of it is support, understanding, uplifting, inspiring, dedicating, all of that. All of those words and many more graced me this morning, and I wanted to grace it with you. Do not allow nothing to stand in your way because your gift will make room for you. And you will be in places and you will be around people that you've only dreamed of. And those people that inspire you, give them their flowers today. Don't wait until they're dead. Give them their flowers today. Yes. Inspiring, uplifting, not nothing negative. So, every time at the end of my back porch, I give you something for your family, for yourself. This right now, I speak to the married couples. It kept us always together and families. If you have a picture, you go and you move that picture out of the frame and you get a piece of mistletoe and you put it behind and you put that picture back in there. What happens to mistletoe on Christmas? Because anything I give you, it has to make sense and it has a history. And I get it from my mama and them, so I share it with y'all. Whenever there's mistletoe, what happened? It is so much love, so much laughter, your first kiss. Everyone kisses under the mistletoe. But mistletoe represents love and togetherness. That's why conjure workers put it behind their pictures. To protect and to always remember to keep that love, that inspiration, that, that, that feeling of togetherness. They keep it behind their pictures. So if you have family and loved ones that you truly love and you want to protect, put their pictures in a frame and put a piece of mistletoe behind it and watch how that love go through the whole family. It's amazing and it's beautiful. And that is from the back porch conjure. See, my mom and them did. They told us a lot of things. A lot of things. And now I see it as I travel on this journey of life. And I see all of the things that they instilled in us. And I see how it plays in the experiences and the life lessons that I had. I did. And it's amazing. And I'm forever grateful. I am forever grateful for it when I tell you. See, when we was coming up, conjure wasn't conjure. It was just a way of life. When I got older as a adult and started traveling around, I call it the chitlin circuit, but the spiritual circuit. And I started seeing this and I'm like, hey, but that's normal. Like, didn't y'all do that regular? And it, no, no, you read that out. No, I didn't read it out of a book. And then when I went to New Orleans, I went to my aunt's and them house and all of that. And I videoed it to let people see our family. And, you know, people started looking. I didn't learn it from a book. I learned it from women and men. I learned it because they taught it and they passed it down. And I understand now why it's selective and why they didn't want to teach everything. Because some of us is not equipped. We have our own hidden personal agendas. But like I said, when you have it from your heart... And you have nothing but good intentions. Baby. The world will be your oyster. 
and you will open up to so many beautiful things that sometimes, like Steve Harvey said, I got to sit back and be like, damn, God, you really do love me. <laughs> Egum, ancestors, y'all really do love me. Arisha, y'all really do love me. Y'all really do. And I'm thankful and forever grateful. And I have to sit back and say, damn, I did something right to deserve this. Because I'm still in shock each and every day. I am still in shock. I still look around and be like, yo, every vision that y'all gave me came to pass. So it is beautiful. So as I come to my closing... Catch me tonight on Instagram, uh, Get Mug Monday. I will be on there. Try to play with my YouTube and try to build that up. But we'll see. You never know. Um, working on a few things. Definitely want to do a meet and greet in New York and Queens. I uh, just got to pick a spot. And if y'all are listening, anybody listening, and you want to set it up in your spot, let's rock and roll. To do a meet and greet. Um, definitely looking for a team to build. I want to take this to another level. And I want to make sure that we all eat. We all eat. And we all are welcome at the table. Uh, it's time. It's time. It's time for us to branch out. Uh, I want... Uh, a, a foot crew to get out there and, and promote and talk. I want to take this to another level. And we're in the process of it. So I give thanks. But definitely catch me tonight on Instagram, E5Bayo53. And let's talk about Get Mug Monday. And then we'll do some other things. Okay, and stay tuned. Stay tuned for some great things to take place. And for this whole five days, I will be promoting, I will be promoting businesses. And if you have a business that you would like for me to promote for the next five days on all my platforms, feel free to, hello people, hit me up in my inbox. Hit me up in my inbox. And I will promote you. Because someone promoted me. And this is my way of giving back. Someone promoted me. And got me to where I'm at. Free of charge. I would love to do the same. But please. Let me put this disclaimer. If you have. Publicly. Tried to embarrass me. Or. Talked about me when I didn't agree with what you agreed with. Don't get your feelings hurt and say, hey, if I bail, can you promote me? Why? You publicly tried to embarrass me. Don't think that I'm going to let you sit at my table. Now, I wish you well. I wish you all success, but over there, not at mine. That we're not doing. Mm -mm. So please, if you knew or you know that you have took my words, took my picture, or what I believed in, and tried to publicly embarrass me. 
please don't sit and say, hey, can you promote me? I wish you success, just not at my table. I don't have no anger towards you, but I'm not going to allow you to disrespect me. And then you think I'm going to help you. No, I wish you success. But over there, you're not my enemy. You're just not at my table. Thank you. And as always, it's been a plum pleasing pleasure. I want you to live in your greatness. I want you to uplift, inspire someone else other than yourself. Make you first. But once you've got you down pat, help someone else. Respectfully. But if they have publicly humiliated you or try to embarrass you or talk bad about you, listen, you owe no one anything. You're not their enemy. Wish them well, but they can go over there. That's okay. What we do is we, we keep it real here. See, we, we in the back porch. Don't mean we ignorant, stupid, you know, a pushover, all of that. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. Sorry. I'm going to keep it real. You can say what you want about me, but you can say it over there. The one thing I'm not going to do is cut a corner or act like or put a mask on. No, that's not me. Uh-uh. We're not doing that. So, as always, I give thanks. I've promoted the young girl, Tasha. Please check out her services. And as always, you know, promote, like, share, encourage. And thank you for being a listener of my podcast. Subscribe to the greatest podcast in the city. Back porch conjure. Come on in. And when y'all finish, make sure you clean up your little spot. And I'll catch y'all back on Wednesdays. Monday and Wednesdays early in the morning. We keep it going. Well, sometimes I go out by And I love across the water. And I think about all the things I've done. And in my head. Since I come home, well, my body's been a mess, and I miss your tender hair and the way you like the daggers. Won't you come on over? Stop making a fool out of me. Oh, why don't you come on over by the way?
Well, sometimes I go out by myself and I look across the water. And I think about all the things I've been doing. And in my head, I paint a picture. Since I come home, well, my body's been a mess. And I miss your tender hair and the way you like to dance. Won't you come on over and stop making a fool out of me? Good morning, good morning, good morning, beautifuls. Good morning, and welcome to the Backport Conjure. Listen, that was Amy Winehouse, rest in peace, Valerie. I just felt that song. I remember, you know, when I first heard that song, I was in New Orleans, and it was doing the drag show, and that song resonated with me. Now, mind you, I don't have no good good girlfriend named Valerie or anything like that. I know a Valerie. I know a few Valeries. But it was just something about that song that just lit me up. Um, but anyway, welcome. Grab a chair. Grab a mat. Grab a spot right here on the back porch. Cup of tea. Cup of coffee. A drink. Some water. Juice. Rock those babies in your lap. And let's talk about something real quick. Uh, a few people call me Mama Journey. Because many years ago, I was known as Earth Journey. And people would still call me that. I don't tell them not to. You know, some people in that years, and we're talking maybe about 10 years ago, or even longer, 15, they still call me Journey or Mama J, Journey, you know, and I'm good with that. I don't, I don't correct people um, as long as they pronounce it right. So it's just that when you, when you want to do so much, do so much. We're going to talk about, and it all leads down to mental health. You got to strengthen your mind. Pray to your ori. Strengthen your mind. You have to. Because people will play with it. People will um, use your thoughts as well as your weaknesses and play with it. People will 
have you believing in something that's not even real or don't even benefit you? And we as a people sometimes, we don't want to correct people. We don't. You know, I just say, okay, listen, okay. Um, most people will tell you, well, you know, if I'm on point, say loose. You're not on point. So why am I saying loose? Don't confuse me with what you may see or post. You don't know me. You know, I'm going to say, yeah, because technically, and I know it's messed up. And there's reasons why. And I'm going to explain. I want to say, yeah, because I want you to shut up. Real, honestly, I do. I want you to shut up. Like I said, we're talking mental health, right? And these are all things that's going to lead it. People will take pictures and what you post and kind of map out your life. And then without knowing you personally or knowing what you do or anything, because they take that bit of information and try to play on your, your, your mental. Even when you post about, oh, I'm single or, oh, I just want love. That could just be a post. But people be like, oh, yeah, you know, my spirit spoke to me and you're going to, you're going to, you're going to fall in love. So the husband that I'm sitting next to doesn't exist. <laughs> that's, that's the part that bugs me out. And because they call it cold reading, right? I'm just reading what I see. I don't know you. I'm not listening to the spirit. I'm just reading what I see. And why would you go and look in people's lives anyway? They do it every beginning of the month. You have the fake African babalows. Oh, you five say you you what? Or you have the spiritualist. Oh, you know, my spirit is telling me. Those are the people you have to watch out for. And you have to really guard your head. You got to be careful where you put your head at and what you allow in your spiritual camp, right? Because everyone, and when I say everyone, everyone wants to be that, oh, I see it. Well, what you see? How is it that you only see the bad? Where you see the good at? Where the good at? You know, am I going to get this A on my paper? Am I going to walk out today and see, you know, the person that I've always wanted to see? Will my mother come in my dreams and give me blessings? Like, tell me that part. Stop telling me you got a lot of enemies. You got a lot of um, people that don't like you. You got a lot of, you know, they stopping you from moving forward. For real? Seriously? I give props to two people. Right? Because at that moment, my spirits need to needed to give me a message and to build my faith. I was walking down a block, regular clothes, didn't have anything spiritual on, and this dude said, hey, don't you put no voodoo on me. I turned around. I said, well, he said, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the lady and the guy that walks with you. He described my mother and my brother. He said, they walk with you. So go on, go on and get away from me. They made sure you're okay. 
And he was standing in front of CVS, homeless dude, just sitting there. I was like, wow. Um, and he said, be careful, you know, take care of yourself. And I was at a Misa, right? A Misa is a spiritual table that your spirits, you know, either you or everyone in the room, like your spirits will come and give a message. I come to Voodoo Man. I have a great love for him. And he said, you know, you people, the people who you pray to. And everybody in there was like, oh, that's racist. But his English wasn't that good, I think. He said, you got to do A, B, and C because your mother's here. And everything he said came true because I went and did it. And it folded just like he said. Now that is what I call a spiritualist in my eyes. Don't come and cold read me or cold say something to someone because you following their posts or you're, you're seeing their picture or you're seeing them, you know. I've been posting, right? Let me just give the side note before I get back on, on topic. I've been posting about, you know, people having the right to think and have their own opinion, not only about the Cosby incident, but about everything else. Everything. And when I go on other people's pages, I see that. Oh, you can't you can't say that or that's not how it's supposed to be. So show me where I'm wrong. They couldn't. They couldn't show these people where they were wrong. It was their opinion. And opinions are like assholes. Everyone got one. So because I don't think like you, I'm a bad person. That was the image and the message I was giving out to people like it's okay to think different. It's okay to see the glass from another perspective. It's okay to view God as a woman, a man, a homophobite, however you see it. It's okay. That's your relationship. I can't tell you how to worship God. You know? So now you have people micromanaging spiritual people. No, no, no. Abort your ways and do it my way. That's wrong. Or if I say, well, why do you do that? Don't ask questions. What? So, but that does not give the people to say, oh, well, she's going through something. I'm not going through nothing. I really am not going through nothing. I love my life. Oh, you have enemies. Why? For what? Why? Why, why do you have enemies? For what? Do people not like you? No, they don't. It's a lot of people that don't. If I walk in a room and everyone likes me, I'm doing something wrong. Because that means I'm kissing ass and I'm not standing on my truth. But I'm not going to bully you into believing what I believe. It doesn't work that way. But also, that doesn't give you the right to say, okay, she's posting about this. It's her. No, it's not. Sorry. It's not. And how dare people. You know, I think, I don't know about no one else. But, you know, I'm still on the side note. I don't know about anyone else. But I can tell you about me. I think it's very disrespectful for you to read anyone without their permission, right? It's very disrespectful. Now, if my spirits, let me be honest, if my spirits allow you to see anything about my life, why they here? Because their job, from my egg to my ori, a loafy, as well as my Arisha, 
if they are allowing you to see anything that's going on in my life, why they here? Because see, what they told me was a totally different message. But because I don't post it, or I'm not giving out my old due or anything like that, then that gives you the right. Oh, you know, no disrespect, but your spirit showed me why. Why they showing you something? I take care of them. I talk to them. It's us. And the confirmation that I know that they hear me, I was at a drumming in Shango, Cabo Sile, Matt Fetter, Fun Shango all day. Said, I hear our conversations. I hear everything you say to me. Ain't nobody in my house but me. So, why would they go somewhere else to tell someone that's not even in my circle anything? I think that is wrong. I remember someone came to me and was like, oh, Goon said, stop. Don't do that. What? Why, why Why? would Ogun speak to you? Why wouldn't he speak to my godmother, my Jabona, my Ifa godfather? Why, why he didn't speak to me? I have him in my house. Why, why he didn't speak to me? Oh, oh no. How, how dare you? How dare you? But see, now we're on to the topic of mental. People love to get you in their space so they can manipulate. Try to sway you, do all kinds of things. You got to keep your head strong. You have to. You have to have faith so much in what you do that I don't care who tells you. If it doesn't come from, it doesn't exist. People love telling you. Oh, somebody told me, no lie, no shade. Somebody told me one time, oh, you know, your spirit, you got to do A, B, and C. I said, okay. I didn't do it. I did not do it because it didn't sit right with me. All I said was, okay. I said, yeah, okay. But it didn't sit right with me. And they were like, yeah, because you know, I see, because you're going to be, stop, 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 stop. I was, I would go on people's live and support them. First, I would greet, hello, you know, uh, blessings to the room. And then I would, you know, share. I stopped doing that when people do those readings online because I'm sitting there and I'm saying blessings to, and this chick comes out of nowhere. Oh, I see you have pain. I see you. Why? Why? But unbeknownst to her, I didn't have no pain. And I, she was like, oh, you need to get um, with your spiritual court. And, you know, you haven't spoken to your spirits in a long time. The other day, I just went and sat with a ruler. And I'm like, what? Even people on the thread was like, what? Why are you trying to make a name for yourself? That, that's the only thing I was laughing about. Like, so you want to get someone and hopefully say, oh, I read them. I gave that opportunity to one person and one person only. And that was Juan G. I was sick. I had COVID. I was just going through and I prayed, right? The backstory, I prayed. I said, don't let me die without having my Orisha and finishing what I started. Wanji hit me up. We scheduled a day. I had a bonnet on. I didn't want a reading, but because he offered, and my mother always says, when people give you something beautiful, you accept it. 
And I did. And he did. He read me for the God. I'm not going to lie. Now, everything he told me to do, I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm not even going to lie. Go ahead, read me. Okay, beautiful. Yep, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have my ita, but that's true. And the next day, I wound up getting all the money I needed. And I went and got my Arisha. He donated. A few others donated. Kate donated. So I got my Arisha. And I was forever grateful. That I had to tell people, don't give no more. I'm good. And they still, no, get her flowers, give Oshun flowers and all of that. And I was very grateful. And from that, when I got my Arisha, and Ocean said, you got to go. And I wind up moving where we are all under one roof. And I appreciate it. So that does not give people the right to say, oh, well, if Wanji did it, I'm going to do it. No, no. He was respectful. He asked. And we made an appointment. And we did that. He said, I want to give you something. He said, maybe this will help you and look into something. And I'm like, okay. And I respect him for that. People will play on your mental. I'm not here for the games. How dare you take, because I've seen so many people get lost, get scared, get, oh my God, frightened, throw their stuff away. All of that because they allowed these people that they assumed, oh, well, they hang out with this one or they know this one or no, I, I, you know, they told me these stories. So they got to be powerful. I'm going to make you more powerful than me. I don't care who you are. I'm the shit too. You walk in the door, you good. I'm good too. I'm always bet on me. Now, the beauty of learning is I may not make all the right choices and right decisions, but I made them. And I learned something from them. I didn't allow you to pressure me or to make me do something. No, I seek guidance from people that I trust. And if you're not the one, then okay. I do have godparents, right? I do have people I trust that I can go to. But the main one that I trust and believe wholeheartedly is my crown. So, here it is, you come out of the blue, and you want to talk or tell or share. You know how many people will hit me up, and they go, if I bail, you know, this person came, came in my inbox, and they told me this, this, and this. I said, tell them, tell them to tell you the name of your mama. <laughs> what? No, go and tell them. If you're so great, and you giving me this message... And Ifa is saying this and that, which I, I don't, some of these people don't even know who Ifa is. Some of these people don't even know what Arisha are. So you're in their inbox because you're going down people's page trying to solicit some readings or business. And you're telling these people that, and they are scared. Or some of them are confused and some of them get offended. But now you may have someone that might be going through depression or might be going through a bad breakup or whatever. Now you in their inbox. Oh, the spirit said that somebody broke y'all up. And the first thing they're going to say is, who are you? Oh, my God, for real. Now you're ready to incite a war. A war that should never be brought to, 
to, to light. Because there's no backstory. You're just sitting there saying, oh, but my spirit said. Oh, well, let me give you a backstory. This woman, every time she would toss her man out, he got tired. He packed his shit and left. He's been going for a good four years. And now he found someone else and living their life. Somebody sent her a screenshot that he's opening up a business or doing that. Now you mad. Now you get ready to play on this young lady's hurt and pain and her pettiness. And it works both ways. And now they get ready to go after someone that's innocent. Someone that don't even know, you know, all they know is, okay, this person broke up. I, you know, we're, we're building. This is the love of my life. And I was there. It's not he say or she say. This lady walked up to the table. Now, mind you, spirit was down. He said, there's someone in this room that's trying to destroy a couple God himself put together. And the more they try to destroy them, the more they put themselves in the grave. I said, what the? And this lady walked up. She cleaned herself. And she said, that's me. And she pulled her wig back. She had spots in her head. And she was like, every time I try to break them up, I get sicker and sicker. Because someone played on her mental to tell her. Oh, they took him from magic and all of that. But no, you kept throwing him out. You kept treating him like he was garbage. You was treating him like he was a slave. He wasn't your man. He was somebody because you were broken inside. And then somebody played on your mental and told you what you wanted to hear to add to your pettiness. But Spirit came down and told the truth. I said, the first time I, that's when I learned you can't curse at a table. I said, what the fuck? That's you? And it was like, shh. Get up. You don't supposed to be cursing at no table. But I know. But I just thought it was like, what the fuck? That was amazing to me. But you have to have a strong mind. If you're in this, in your spiritual journey, you got to have a strong mind. You have to. You can't allow people to play on you. People give so much power to people. One girl called me one time and she was like, you don't understand. They're so powerful. They're destroying me. Who? Who is destroying you? When she said the name, I almost fell out my goddamn chair. I said, she don't even know her ass from her elbow. Are you serious? But they see, they follow them on. It becomes an obsession. It's no more of, it becomes an obsession. They doing something to me. I can't eat. I can't sleep. Because you allowed them to get in your head. But then you have to think, how was this person mental before they even got into this? Some people need psychiatric help. Some people do. Schizophrenic, bipolar. They need that. They need some help. Sometimes it takes medication to calm them down. Sometimes that is required. But we get so fearful because we don't want to be seen as weak. Not getting help is weak. Let me tell you that. Not getting the help is weak. Sitting here thinking you can heal yourself without some kind of professional help. Because see, when doctors, you go to doctors, they listen 
to what you say that ails you. They still do an exam. They still run a blood test. They still check your heart, your ears, your eyes. They check your pulse, all of that. Because their job is to find out what stems all of this. One problem. Let's fix this problem. And we can start healing everything else. When you go to a good doctor, let me put that out there. Because some doctors are wax. But when you go to a good doctor, but we don't want to also do the work. Keeping your mind strong. Believing. Having faith. Stop zooming all around. Trying to figure out who's going to give you the best deal. The best deal in what? You're not even paying for nothing. Who's, who's really what you're looking for is who's going to co-sign to your bullshit. That's what you're looking for. And then you have those people that are all over the place. And they ain't no place. Let me tell you, I, when I moved to Atlanta, I got this job at Candlesticks. And the sister that was the manager was everywhere. Every goddamn where, all over the place. Even in other stores, minding their business. She got fired, though. But um, she was everywhere. Everywhere with her crazy ass, just everywhere. And people used to tell her, listen, this your store. Be over here. She couldn't do it. Could not do it. She wound up losing it. And got mad at everybody. Like, we were supposed to walk off with her. Oh, I hired y'all. Y'all supposed to walk off with me. I know you fucking lying. Are you stupid? I got bills to pay. What's wrong with you? I got kids. I know you lying. You got mad at everybody. Got mad at everybody. Oh, I hired you. You supposed to walk off with me. You wait for that. I didn't come here to make friends. And that's where I learned, even before then, when I worked at the candy factory. Right? Side note. I've worked at jobs and people didn't even know I had kids. I've worked at jobs and people didn't even know, you know, where I lived or, um, you know, if I had a husband. Like, none of that. I have this model that you either pay me to work or you pay me to casa. We're not going to do both. We're not. We're not going to do both. I'm not that chick to sit around the water thing. I'm cordial. I speak. We'll crack jokes about the job. But I'm not giving you my personal life. Why? I didn't come here to do a favor. This is not my company. I don't own this. I work here. And once I clock out, I leave all this shit here. And I go, I wasn't the type to be like, oh, wow, let's go and um, let's go and get something to eat. Or let's go and party. I did that at Forest Hills Community House. Because to me, they were my family. That's the only job I ever did that way. We hung out. We helped each other, we was there for each other, we became family. I have not yet found a job like that. So I didn't I didn't do it nowhere else. Because now you pay me to do a service. That's it. This is not my home. I didn't have no uh job boyfriend, none of that. Oh, that's my that's my job husband. No, oh, okay. I came to do a job. You paid me for said service, and I'm out. Now, when I go out and do events, you pay me. I make sure I network. I greet everyone. I keep everyone smiling. I keep them in high spirits and all that. And then I go. If we're going all to get something to eat, okay. You know, and I listen. I think your stories are more important than mine. You're the, you're the attraction. You're the main event, not me. And then I go home. 
And I give thanks for the invite, for the energy and the positive vibes. And then I go home. That's it. And I leave it there. That's all. I've learned that concept. And, you know, some people's like, oh, no, you got you to gotta stay in touch with the person that did the event. But even then, when it's done, it's done. You know, I, I went to an event and I heard my spirit as loud as day. This is it. You're not coming back. This is it. To be truthful, this is why your mind has to stay cleared up. You have to have faith. You got to know what it is that you're doing. What are you stepping into? And you're going to have to deal with a lot of negative and, you know, confused. And people are, some people are broken. And you're going to have to deal with that. But you have to stand on your truth. You have to know what it is that you're doing. You have to have communication with yourself, your spirits. You got to make sure your Ori is in alignment. Excuse me. So when you sit there and you tell, listen, don't put me on next year. I'm good. You know, but blessings to it. Can't get mad. I'm, I'm done, you know, but people don't want that. And it's okay. That's what they want. You know what you want. But I've seen so many people broken, spiritual, conjure, all of that. And they get this obsession where everyone is out to get them. Everyone is destroying them. Everyone. They can't keep a job. They can't keep a relationship. They can't keep that. Or they want to get into conjure to seek revenge on somebody. Oh, she took my man in 1938. Bitch, what? <laughs> that, for real, I can't make this up. Or... You know, they stole my job from me. And then you start asking the right question. So when you were working, you know, and how many awards did you win? Or, oh, no, I was always late. So why am I going after someone that you didn't even or, or making you go to a job that you didn't even appreciate? Oh, because, you know, this chick was on there. She always thought she was better than me. Mental. Mental. There is a, a, a broken wire somewhere. Spirituality is not for you to seek revenge or to destroy someone else's life. Spirituality is not here for you to be the center of attention. Spirituality is not here for you to have all the boys in your yard. Spirituality is not so people can talk about you or you can get revenge on an ex or a new girlfriend because the relationship didn't work out on you. And if your mind is not strong, people will play on that. Let me tell you, you know how many people that always hit me up? Oh, your godparent, or oh, this one is doing something to you. I'd be like, okay. I don't even, now at this point, I, I don't even sit there and say, wow, listen, do, do, do. I don't. I really don't. I just say, okay. Okay. And put up the thumb. I do. I do. Okay. All right. And I'll be like, why? That's, that's the first thing I ask, why? But people that are not strong mentally, and it's being honest. And I may lose a few followers for this. But people that are not strong mentally, they will fall victim. 
and be like, oh my God, somebody's after me. And then they're going to pay all this money to get a cleaning, to go and do embosis, to go and get all these readings from all over the place. And when someone finally say, listen, ain't nobody after you. You really, you, you know, you have problems. Like, you know, when you were coming up, you, you had some things that were going on in your life and, you know, your mother abandoned you or, you know, you, you were touched or you, it could be a plethora of things. And when they tell you that, no, no, mm-mm, no, no, uh-uh, it's his new girlfriend. She's coming after me because such and such told me, they told me, and I've been going to them for years. And you be sitting there saying, but then why are you here at my door? Well, because they told me you would tell me the truth. I just did. No, uh-uh, I don't, I don't go for that. But thank you anyway. Bye. Okay, bye. Months later, never fails. Months later. You know, it wasn't them. It was myself. Like, I had a breakdown. And, okay. I met this lady, right? So I was doing spiritual work. She wanted this guy so bad and she was going to all these readers and all that and they was she was paying money. Money three, four thou to separate them. Back then I was charging twenty dollars for a reading. Right? That's it. When she sat in front of me, I said, Why are you trying to break this marriage up? The dude was just nice to you. He wasn't trying to sleep with you. He was nice. No, he wants to be with me. I said, you're going to get him. I said, trust and believe you're going to get him. But he is going to torment the shit out of you and he is going to destroy your life because he's not meant for you. He's meant to be with that lady. She would not. Oh, she ain't got a conjure. Oh, conjure. Hooked her up, baby. She got to do. Now, mind you, when I saw her, body was banging. Beautiful. Emma Rose body. Can't even lie. Beautiful. Hair laid, nails. Then, when she went to the conjure lady, she said, I told you I was going to get them. So, now she's publicly telling me this, right? Because I was working at this botanica, right? Um, she gets the candle and she goes, um, give me, give me a, a, what was it? A spell? Wait. A jinxa, jinx, jinxa, jinx candle, right? They're black with the cat on it. That's how I remember. She said, make this candle, but I'm, I want her name on it because I'm going to get you. Because you told me I couldn't get him and that he was going to destroy my life. I bust out laughing. Some people said that I laughed so hard that I was cackling. That's how bad I laughed. Like, I was cackling. Like, you heard me when... When this happened, I was in the Gertz Mall on Queens in Jamaica Avenue. They said I laughed so hard that I was cackling. You would think it was a, a whole fucking basement full of witches. For real. That's how they said the cackle was. And I looked at her and I said, <laughs> after I finished laughing, I said, you will suffer before that candle even touched me. I said, but okay. And I kept on laughing. She was like, oh, no, you're going down. You're going down because you, everybody else said he's going to be mine. And you said I, was, I wasn't going to get him. He was going to destroy my life. Now, mind you, 
Lucina made that candle. The bag dropped while she was walking out. All the candles broke. So she had to come back. Now, they slimes. They could have gave her a whole set, right? They didn't. They made her pay double. <laughs> so I'm still sitting there laughing like, girl. I said, go ahead, girl. Do what you need to do. Maybe about two or three years later, I was standing in front of my shop in the Coliseum Mall, right? And <laughs> she walked by. She looked like she ate the girl that I once knew. No lie. She looked like she ate the girl. She stopped because all she saw was Rita. And I was in, I think I was in all white. I'm not sure. That I'm not sure because I knew I, I wouldn't touch her. And um, she said, you do readings? And when she looked at me, I don't know who she saw at first. And she's talking and she's like, you know, because this guy, he messed my life up. I got two kids. He left me, took all my money and all that. And then I was like, I know you. Right. And she looked at me and she walked out my goddamn shop so quick, so fast, so fast. I would see this girl maybe two times out of the week when I would go and open my shop. She would make the cross and put her head down. She got what she wanted, what she wanted, because someone played on her and she went all over the place to get what she wanted, what she wanted, not what was good in her life, not what would have helped her to better herself. You have two kids and no daddy. And he went back to the woman that he was married to. It's sad, but we allow people to feed us with so much negativity. We allow these people to get in our mental and do all kinds of things to us. And it's sad. So now let me tell you a personal story on why I built my faith up beyond. I was a new reader and I was working at Jamaica Religious. New readers are always at the bottom of the totem pole, so it was okay. And I would come there every day, every day. I had a room, I would decorate it, I painted it. Oh my God, I made it, you know, so nice. I had water, I had my altars, like, oh my goodness, right? My door was green and yellow, didn't even know. Did not know at all, baby. Green and yellow, green and yellow. Right. And the top was yellow. The bottom was green, but it was slack. It was um, sideways, green and yellow. And that was my color. I would come in and have green and yellow with a touch of red. That was my uniform. And this reader, Amy, would just, you know, tell me, oh, um, the man you're, you're, you're messing with, he's going to destroy you. So now I'm scared. Right? Mind you, it's my ex-husband. I'm scared. Like, what? Okay. Then it was, you put an egg in water. And if the egg turns black with a quarter, don't come to come reading. And it was always on Friday and Saturday. 
the busiest days, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, the busiest days. She was like, you shouldn't read that day. Those was the busiest days, right? And I'm like, but here my cuckoo ass, because she's a reader, and she's been here, and she's so known, like, all the people in the store was hyping her up. So, okay, she got to be telling the truth. Then she said, this is where, I said, wait, what? All my tattoos, I don't know what I have them for. And they are, they are blocking me because I don't know what I'm doing. I looked around the room. I said, what? She said, you don't know what you have. That's why it's destroying you. You don't have clients or nothing. So I came on a Thursday, packed. So then she tells her helper, Yolanda, give the... Give the ones that I can't see to her. Like I was dope, you giving me scraps. But I didn't care. <laughs> Pride is for poor people. I didn't care. Because I said, anybody that come, I'm going to read them like they are the superstar. I'm going to treat them like Oprah walked in the goddamn room. And I did. The first girl that stepped in the room, I was like, hello. And she was like, hello. I said, sit down. I said, you need anything? You want anything or whatever? And I read her. That day I read maybe about four people, right? And the readings were $40. You'll get 20, the store gets 20. So I read four people. So it's two, four, six, eight. I made $80. I was like, good, right? So I came Friday. So that was Thursday. I came Friday. I got two people. Everybody that was, she would throw them, send them to her. <laughs> I can't see them today. Send them to her. I have to go. I have to go get my nails done. I have to go. Arrogance. But now my mind is, I'm like, because what changed it was every tattoo I have have a meaning or I wouldn't have got it. I have a crown on my left hand because I always need to know who I am. I have an owl because my best friend Rachel has a wolf. And whenever she sees an owl, she knows I'm thinking about it. And whenever I see the sign of a wolf, I know she's thinking about me. And these were years ago. I have the Sanskrit, the first word of God. Mm. I have my ex-husband's name and I spelt it wrong to always let him know that no matter what, we'll always have laughter and you'll always have my heart. I have life, death, and rebirth on my right hand. I have the Dinka symbols, which as a, a sentence for me, means that I kneel to no one but God, because he was there in the beginning, and he'll be the only one there in the end. Right? On my back, I have an eye with a pentagram. Right? Earth, air, fire, water, spirit, and spirit sees all. So I know what I have on me. I know what I put on me. So when she said that, I was like, wait, hold on. What? <laughs> and I'm like, nah. So when I came on Thursday, she was looking like, why is she here? Asking the staff. And so the staff is like, why are you here on Thursday? I said, don't I work here? Yeah, okay. So now Saturday comes, and there's a line 
But I always assumed the line was for her because, you know, the line, standing room only. I tell you no lie, I had to be a good 18 people. Line. She walks in. She goes in her room because she don't speak to nobody. I speak to everybody. I have my door open and stuff. But I never saw their tickets. Her tickets were red. Mine was yellow. So I never saw their tickets. I never looked at them. So she walks in her room. Now, when I walked in, I saw the line. I spoke to everybody. I was like, hello. Hi. Hi. They was like, hi. I had my head wrapped, green and yellow on with a touch of red. And they're like, oh, my God, I love your head wrap. And I'm like, thank you. And we was talking about a few things. Somebody had a bag. I was like, girl, I love bags. I'm going to take your bag. You know, you ain't leaving here with that bag and stuff. So there was a line. And she walked in. She didn't speak to nobody. She walked in her room, called for Yolanda. She said, whoever's next. So Yolanda comes out. She was like, who's here for her? And everybody's looking around. And they was like, wait, but who you here for? So they all pointed at my door. I said, what? So the girl that I read that she didn't want to help said, hey, I told everybody about you. Everybody. I wanted to cry. Why? Why am I sharing this story? Because if I would have allowed, allowed this woman to play on my mental, I wouldn't have got nothing. It's a disrespect to your spirits. It's a disrespect to you knowing who you are. She might have would have had me until she said something that I, Knowing my heart's of hearts, why I have every tattoo. And then I stood up and said, okay. Then she told me, you don't give your Indian money. It's a disrespect. That day, all those people were there. She went upstairs and told the owner I was stealing clients. So when the owner came down, he said, who are y'all for? They said, her. And he was like, he came back and he told me, he said, hey, I'm leaving. I'm closing up today. I don't deal with thieves. I bust out laughing. I did what I had to do. And every time I would come there, she would sit there and tell people, oh, I wouldn't go to her. That didn't make people say, okay, that made them curious. And they would still come. And I would read them to the best of my ability. And that pissed her off each and every time. Each and every time. And I said, I'm not in competition with her. I came here to do me. And it was crazy. But then, one day I looked and I said, Ogun is going to take me out of here. I said, I'm not worried about it. And I didn't even know he was my father then. He showed it. I can't get mad. Egun and Ogun took me out of there. And I've been loving my life ever since. Do not allow people to play on your mental. Build your faith up and what you believe walks with you. Know beyond a shadow of a doubt. As Pastor Solomon Roberts said, you got to know that you know that you know that you know that you know. You got to have faith in yourself. You have to believe in you. Okay, relationships in. Jobs, you get fired. Friendships betray you. You're going to go through all that. It's life. That don't mean your spirit's 
not there with you. When you at your worst part, that's who you talk to. You can't talk to people. We have to stand on what we believe in. Stop allowing these people to play with your head so you can miss out on your blessing. Because if I would have listened to Amy, and when I started learning and investing in me, she would tell people, Yemaya took her under the water for two weeks. And that Yemaya lives in the Amazon, Colombian mountains. I said, Amazon and Colombian? What? Wait! Yes. And I go in the mountains and be with Yemaya. I said, so now I would teach. Whatever I learned, whatever I invested, I would teach. Tell you no lie. They say, Yemaya lived in the forest and that Oya, the statue of Oya was Oshun. I said, that's not right. So I started educating people. They would call the Sobatas, which is where the Orisha live. They would call those the, the urns for the dead. I said, that's not what that is. They would just clean your lakes with Florida water and milk. I was like, you don't do that. That's a ceremony. And as I started learning, they started... You know, at first people thought they were so powerful. Oh, my God. And as I started learning and educating and talking to people and teaching them, they became workers that worked in a spiritual store. That's all they were. No one was crowned. No one was. They told, oh, we initiated in Osain. I said, oh, okay, okay. Did you go to Cuba? Or did you? No, no, no. I read a book and I'm initiated. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm crowned. You're crowned for real? Oh, my God. So when I became a Yahoo, I understood why I didn't want to ever go back in that store. But a ruler already told me I couldn't go back in there. And I walked past, and they looked at me, and they were like, oh. And I just, I, I never went back down there. I went down there for a friend to meet up with him, and that was it. That was it. I didn't go back. I was like, okay. And to get some peonies, but um, yeah. And they 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 were they weren't powerful no more. Because when you know better, you do better. And all the people that they would hoodwink and hurt, they started learning, you know. And they started seeing, and they started laughing. And they started looking at them like, oh, y'all just old women that's trying to get a check. Oh, okay. All right. And that pissed them off. And I didn't have a reason to lie. Because even when I was opening up my shop, I told them. So when they thought they was going to sneak and tell, I said, didn't I tell y'all in the back? He's like, yeah. I said, okay. And I was, you know, they, they hire for readers. So I was telling someone and then it was like, oh, if you want to come back. No, 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 no. I, I don't want to come back. You, don't you see who I No, 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 no. No. Uh-uh. Uh, no. No, no, no. Thank you for the come up. But I, I would never go back. It never belongs to God and not man. But no. But it, it, it happens to where the moral of this story is keep your mind right. Some people will try to fool you, try to use your fears, try to use whatever it is that they assume about you or that you might have shared with someone. That's why I tell people, your friends may have friends 
that you don't you don't rock with. So be careful about that. Keep your you want to tell somebody something, tell your ancestors. They the ones that can open doors and move mountains anyway. Tell God. As my mom used to always say, you in trouble, tell God. Tell your spirits. Stop telling people everything. Because they ain't going to wish you well. 80% is happy that you're going through it. And 20% is um, celebrating that your ass failed. So, uh-uh. But at the end of the day, my beloveds, my babies. In this back porch, I make sure I share with you the experiences. So you don't have to repeat these same things. I don't need you to think like me. I don't even want you to even be like me. I want you to be yourself. You are authentically created. I tell my grandkids that. When his teacher, my grandson's teacher said, you were born in sin. He said, no, I was not. I was born divine. No, and nobody, he said, that's your problem. That's not me. He said, I was divinely created. Now, yeah, we may make alterations to ourselves and all of that, but you can't change your spirit. Can't change that. So you are authentically made. You are divinely created. Be that. Be that. Don't allow someone to get up here in your mental. Because it's real. I know people that have killed themselves. Thinking. Some crazy thoughts. I know now. So many people are going through because of what people have embedded in them and what they've told them. And they're like, oh, it got to be true because there's not another answer. No, it is. It is. Sometimes you need medical help. We can't save everyone. We can pray for them. We can light a candle. We can go to our spirits and go to Babalu Aye and go to our ego and our ancestors and pray that this person finds healing. And that healing may stop in the front of a therapist's office. Right? It doesn't have to stop at, oh, I'm going to read cards to them and they're not getting better because some things are above our pay rate. And then these people take their lives. You know how hard it is to go on someone's page and you go, oh my God, you know, I haven't seen you in a while. And you get a, a DM, they passed away and they showing you the obituary. And you're like, damn, oh, because some reader told them this, but they really, we found out they were schizophrenic. What are you doing? Get them help. Stop. But stop playing on people's mental, but we also have to get healing. Self-healing. I can't stress this enough. This is how the fakes, the frauds, the phonies, the prey, the predators get to us because we want to believe in something so bad and get the microwave version that we miss the very step of healing ourselves. Catch me tonight. On Facebook Live, Conversations with E5 Hill, we'll talk about mental health. Because I think it should be spoken about. And holding space for yourself and healing. Healing oneself. And using the tools. You know, be it a therapist, be it meditation, yoga, exercise, all of that. But perfecting you, right? Perfecting your craft, you. Also... Thank you for following me on TikTok. If those that are not, feel free to. I post it. 
uh, thank you for on Instagram for the love and the, the, the beautiful sharing and beautiful words of encouragement. Thank you. Thank you for subscribing here. Thank you. I love and appreciate each and every one of you. And yes, I am. I'm going to be arrogant. I'm going to speak those things like it is already there. The, subscribe to the greatest podcast in the city, The Back Porch Conjurer. Of course, of course, I'm going to do that. And I give you much thanks and much prayers and much healing. But I'm also going to give you this. My mom and them <laughs> would get up and they'll open up all the windows and doors. And I used to always be like a lady. And she would recite Psalms 23 through the whole house. And she would just welcome in. In each room, she'll play music. Whatever room that that room vibe or energy was that she felt, she'll put the radio on in that room. And each room was like a different energy, but it was a breath of fresh air. And she would do this on a Sunday morning. So this is a little conjure magic for you. Go in each room. Open up the windows, the cabinets, the closets, the dresses, and place some music in there, each room. And you let it go on for about a good 30 minutes. And when you walk back in that room, say, thank you, and close everything and put it back. 